I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah. What's up, guys? This is the Playmaker Podcast, episode 8, the Kobe Bryant edition. Mm-hmm. Nikita's favorite player of all time. Yes, it is. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs, you know, a couple current events and um, some WNBA. And then, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to get right at the end. Um, but let's kick it off with the NBA playoffs. Before we get into the, the series that we're currently in, let's talk about that shot Kawhi made against the Sixers because we haven't been on since that shot. So, Kita, what you what you think about that shot he made against the Sixers? When I seen it, it was surreal because it bounced on the rim so many times. So I'm like, oh, it's definitely going in overtime. Like, before the <laughs> shot, Jimmy Butler uh, – made the layup. I'm like, oh, this is going to overtime. It's definitely yeah. going to overtime. And I think the Sixers played the best defense you could play. Uh, ben did. Simmons pushed them to the corner. And then Joel, he stretched out as, as much as he could and altered the shot because that shot was so, the arch was so high. Because before those shots, Kawhi's shots was short. So he got, he got the arch up. And I thought it was going, I thought it was going to break. When it bounced the first time, I'm like, oh, okay. And it bounced again, it bounced again. That's just that's just luck. I, I don't know what else to say. That's Yeah, that's, it's definitely luck. That shot or um that shot or uh Dames. Uh cuz both ended the series, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I think I Dames know, was that, just more that that Kawhi shot, it definitely was luck, but like damn, that was tough. Yeah. I was watching it with a bunch of family cuz I think that was on Mother's Day. And yeah. like couple of my family like like the Sixers and they was like wow you can't be mad at that shot like I think I would rather j- just get blown out than to just look yeah. like that yeah because the pain is just like you start you start thinking about all the mistakes you Definitely made in the, the whole pain. game yeah like you, you saw Joel and B <laughs> crying <laughs> I'm not even going we 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 all have been there our careers a game has hurt us to the point we cried I normally cover my face because when you cry like that, your face is just not as uh, nice looking as it normally is. So, but he put it on that on his avatar for Twitter, so he has a sense of humor. He trolls and he trolls himself. So he was hurt though. I, I take that. I take my star player being that hurt by a game. Kid, I'm here. All right, bet it's, it's a little it's a little. Body right now, L- ladies and gentlemen. Kita in Florida right now, so connection may be a little in and out sometimes. Don't bear with us. This is yes, our first time us, on guys. Skype, um, yeah, but we're we gonna get y'all this episode. But uh, yeah, like like we were saying, um, that shot was just it was crazy, honestly. Mm-hmm. But now the Raptors that's going to the Ra- Raptors Buck series, they down 0-2, 2 now to the Bucks. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the Greek Freak is. He's he's a he's playing like the MVP of the league. In he's my playing like the MVP, and I and and the the thought process that I had before this series, I thought that uh, Kawhi defense on the Greek Freak would be better than it has been. Um, but I still give it the benefit of the doubt that when the Raptors get back home, um, the crowd and you know when you just back at home, I, I think the Raptors Buck series. Um, I think the Raptors should win these next two games. Would I be surprised if the Bucks stole one? No. 
um, because they are very serious. These guys are just coming to work. Everybody following their game plan. Everybody know their role. And this is all you could ask for in a team when you get to this point in the playoffs, to just everybody be on the same page, no turmoil. Everybody know their role. And now Giannis is playing better. Not saying he hasn't been playing good, but all the other pieces have been playing so well that you won't even we haven't even talked about Giannis to this series. Exactly. So. Like, Brooke Lopez had close to 30, if I think. He had close yeah. to 30, yeah, the game one. Mm-hmm. Game two, he had he only had six, but then you got Ilya Silva who scored 17 last night mm-hmm. um, in game two. So their their role players are co- coming up big for him, and you got Malcolm Brogdon coming off the bench now, who was a former starter before he got hurt, and you, now you got him coming off the bench, getting good buckets, playing defense. Like they're a dangerous team, and. I know they're up 2-0, and I'm not counting the Raptors out just yet. But like no, I'm not said, counting the Raptors out like, either. Like you, like, like you said, I think the Bucks can still one on a road because they're that they're that dangerous of a team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but uh, like I said, you never can count out Kawhi and what he's capable of. So we just gotta wait, wait and see. Yeah, the Raptors um, dropped the ball though, because you, when the next time you think you're gonna get a 30 point game from Kyle Lowry, so exactly. I thought they should have capitalized on that. You get what I'm saying? I thought they should have capitalized on that. But going back to Toronto, that crowd's gonna be crazy, mm-hmm. and um, they should feed Dr- off Drake that. They definitely be in the build. Yeah, you already know. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they should definitely handle business at home. But like like we both said, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks come out and still game three. I wouldn't be surprised. I would be shocked Ooh, though. Go go up three zero. I wouldn't be surprised. They have been really serious about handling business. Like to lose a game against the the, the series they had before and then win four straight, that takes some type of like seriousness. Like, all right, let's adjust and let's close this out. So I know the Bucks are not looking ahead, but as fans, we can look ahead. And the quicker you can end this series, the best bet that you can have against the Warriors. If you have oh, rest, so the, and, you you already, you already got the Warriors in in the finals, basically. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about the Warriors because I'm just, I just, my hater, my hateration is coming out because you know I try to be low with mine, but it's just disgusting at this point. It's crazy. So let's talk about the Warriors and the Blazers. Like game one, it was a a runaway win for, by the Warriors. Then game two, Blazers I watched the up, whole game too. Blazers up 15, first half. Yeah. Then third quarter. What happens? Like what? Like what happened? Um, I don't necessarily know the Blazers' defensive game plan because at first half it looks good, and then the second half it's like they say, "Coach, we're gonna do our own thing." You tell me, out of all the times we both been watching the NBA and a lot of these players, that you're gonna go under a screen for Steph Curry, you deserve to lose. You deserve to lose under the yeah. screen against Steph Curry. I haven't seen Steph Curry get this many wide open, uncontested threes in a series in a long time. They're not contested. And guys, I tell y'all this all the time. When y'all watching it and it look like they jumping out there, his shot is already released. Watching the slow motion. Rewind your TV and watching the slow motion. He already got in his shot. It's already up. It looked right. like they're contesting it, but it's really not a contest. Yeah. So if Steph Curry's crazy. gonna average thirty or more in this series, the 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 Blazers are gonna get swept. Period. Well, I guess I guess what you're saying is they're gonna get swept because Steph's gonna get 30 every game in this series. Like it's and, crazy. But the thing about it is he's getting these points. He didn't even shoot that efficiently from three. He was like four for 14 from three. But all yeah. the threes he made were clutch. All the baskets he made was clutch. And then it's like his brother played well too. I don't know what's going on with Dame or CJ. But that what ha- that's what happens when the vocal point of your offense are two guards that when they're not hot. There's nothing else you can do. You don't have no other option when CJ or Dame or when they're both off. It's not good. It's not good because what else can you do? Who else can score when CJ and Dame is off? So, and so what do you think off. the Blazers got to do? I need them to stick to their defensive game plan. In game one, they got blown out. Okay, I understand. In game two, when I watched the first half, the defense they were playing was very well. They was uh, yeah. Uh, they was uh, fighting through the screens of Steph Curry and all that. And in the second half, it looked like they got a little lazy, a little complacent. Um, um, Steph Curry was getting to the basket. When I when I see Steph Curry get to the basket with ease, that's when I know 
it was a defensive breakdown, and I try to look at it and see what happened. But um, sometimes Dane just lets the screen – he knows the screen coming, and as a post player, you let the guard know, oh, the screen's coming right, the screen's coming left. I don't know if they're doing that necessarily, but you know the screen is coming when Steph Curry is getting to a shooting motion or he's just going to pull up from wherever. Right. You get what I'm saying? I just feel like if, if you could just be a little bit more aggressive and trust the back end of your defense. But sometimes Steph Curry is just getting to the basket with ease. And, and, then, and, you, and then, then you, when they do trap him, he's giving it to Draymond Green, and Draymond mm-hmm. Green is picking that team apart after the double team. He's throwing lobs to Iguodala, to Looney, like yep. to all these players. And now Draymond Green is looking like the all-star he once was. and I, Draymond I, is writing a check that the Warriors are not going to be able to cash how he's <laughs> playing in these. I'm just being honest. How he's playing, he's showing his worth is just magnificent, which I always knew that, but I always thought it was the Warriors system. But Draymond's a good player, and I'm not knocking that. But yeah. what I'm saying is he's writing this check, but the Warriors are definitely not going to be able to cash this. You can't sit some- down and tell Draymond that he, you're not going to give him max money after how he's playing. Yeah, I just saw something on, I think it was Twitter. He and it said like he said he was the one of uh, the greatest defender ever. Mm. What about Gary Payton? <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying what I saw. He the greatest Jordan. defender. Got some other ever. defenders. Defender. That's tough, bro. Because you got to think how the game has changed. Like yeah. if we can, like if I had some time to really research and really like go back, I could find a lot of good defenders. But you base it off how the NBA has changed now. I wouldn't say he's wrong or right uh, because just it's just how the defense has been played now. Guys don't really take it that serious anyway, uh, unless you a guy that came in a league known as a defender or you adjusted your game to say, oh, the only way I'm going to get playing time is I defend or I want to be a a player that doesn't get taken out and later in the game. You get what I'm saying? You you have to have that on yourself. Andre Iguodala always been athletic. Always been a good defender. He mastered it, though. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Talk about, Did he? Speaking, speaking of Iggy, you think you think was that it was a foul? foul? I was just about to ask you that. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, it was a foul. Am I mad that they didn't call it? No. Um. Well, let me let me rephrase that. I'm mad because Steph Curry would have got that call. Mm-hmm. LeBron would have got that call. Harden would have got that call. Kawhi would have got that call. Mm, I'm trying to think. A lot of I, I just think a lot of players would have got that call, mm-hmm. and just how Dane plays and he shoots from that 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 spot. I think the rest were just in a bad position. Even Dane said it like, I think the rest was just in a bad spot. He yeah. fouled him though. His arm he fouled him. Was it blatant enough for the refs to call? In my opinion, yes. Um, but these refs has been getting a bad rep. They deserved a lot of it. They missed a lot of they missed a lot of calls in these playoffs. Um, but that's a hard job, and I would never uh, just be like, man, the refs is doing this to the NBA. That's I, I, I take my hat off to the refs because it's it's moving such at a fast pace, and we're watching it on TV or watching it on yeah. our laptops or whatever. So we're watching it, and when they play it back, then you see all the calls that's been missed. But I didn't even see them as a fan watching. So how do I expect the ref to see it when it's going at game speed? Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And then they can't be – so which one of them have seven refs on the court? <laughs> that's gonna make the game boring yeah so I, it's tough the refs haven't been good they haven't been good in a in a, in a postseason or in a regular season but that's just how it is sometimes have the refs been detrimental to the game this year no if you ask certain star players they would say yes but i don't think the refs have uh taken over the series i think the warriors would have won that game regardless you were up 17 and you didn't get the job done. Um, the Blazers didn't blame the refs, but the refs missed some calls. There were some calls that should have been called, but that's just the nature of the game, especially when it gets to this point. The refs would be way better in the finals. They always are. So game game three is tonight. If you and ladies and gentlemen, if you're li- listening today, the game is tonight. So who do you got tonight in the game three? This is tough, bro. Because I'm not even gonna lie. I want to say Portland, and I want to say mm-hmm. Portland. Uh, but that loss game two was just so tough because you controlled the tempo of the game for so long, you controlled the pace of the game, and then for it to just be taken right from you so quick. But they're going to be home, and the fans going to be uh, cheering for them. And um, 
I think CJ and Dame would play a lot better. Yeah. The problem that I have with CJ and Dame is not them. It's just when you're the vocal point of an offense, it's so easy to capitalize. So the Warriors game plan, let's slow down CJ, let's slow down um, Dame. Yeah. And then they put their two best defenders on them. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, it's really tough for CJ to get good looks. And it's really tough for Dame to get good looks. How is that going to change in game three? I don't know. Yeah, they, they got to take a lot of tough shots. And they're getting double teamed every time it's a pick and roll. So they bit, and they got to stop turning the ball over. I think also they've been turning the ball over a lot. And they're starting their offense so far away. Yeah. From the basket. And then yeah. you look up, and it's only 15 on the shot clock. Now you're doing, like, it's rushed. Right. I think they just got to take care of the ball. And, like, mm-hmm. they are – they do have faith in their teammates because they're making the right plays. But yes. the, I'm gonna call them the others. They gotta they gotta make plays. Like they gotta they have to win the game. The the other players have to win the game. Dame yeah. and CJ gonna get their points regardless. Yeah, so but, Dame and CJ will play better in Game Three. I'll right. be shocked if they didn't play better. But the problem is, I also think Steph Curry will and all them guys. I think they will play better as well. So it's just it's just a a matter of who comes to play and who comes out hot. And I feel like Portland, they need this the speed to pace up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? You have two dynamic guards. I need to see them more in transition. Because that, now you, got, you get what I'm saying? Yes. My bad for cutting you off. And um, But I think they got to also play more physical. Like, it's the playoffs. It's the Western Conference Finals. Like, you got to bang. You got you to gotta make the refs call fouls because – Obviously, you're not doing something. Steph's scoring 30, 40 points, Correct. close to 40 points. Like, you have to do something different because it ain't working at this point. Yeah, and the thing about it is they need to follow the game plan. They need to follow the game plan. I know the game plan is not letting Steph Curry. They set the ball screen. You go under the screen or you don't fight over the screen. Now, Steph Curry's a wide open three. That's a layup. That's a bucket. Right. Like, the statistics probably are ridiculous for how many missed wide open threes Steph Curry missed. It's so rare, you know. Yeah, Why put so, yourself in that type of position to get let him get in a rhythm? Now he's making wide open shots. Okay, so now you start contesting him. He already hot. He's already hot at this point. Yeah, and um, Curry's hot, but also Seth Curry. I think just him playing against his brother and this whole like royal family kind of thing. I think it's bringing the best out of him and his game as well. He's playing good defense when he's on Steph, and he's hitting big shots. So I think with him and this big stage and playing against his big brother, I think he's going to play good every game, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like he has something to prove, and it's just not with uh, like his family dynamic. I think he has more so something to prove within himself. Like, I belong here. I don't just belong here because my brother is Stephen Curry. I belong here because I'm a good player. And he was number three yeah. in the NBA with three-point shooting percentage. So he can he knocks the three down. You get what I'm yeah. saying? So it's no knock on. Uh, it's That's just the, that's just how it is. If you had a, a sibling that played a sport that was uh, really, really good in a sport, either you're going to get compared or you're going to be – they're trying to pin you against each other. It's just how the nature of the game is. But like you said, he yeah, – so- he wants that though. He when he plays defense on his brother, he wants to play hard. You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah, he accept, he accepts that challenge. Exactly. So what's your prediction tonight? Who you got winning? Who you got winning? And what you think the score going to be? I have. This is tough. It's probably the toughest one because I do have Portland winning, and um, I think it's probably going to be in the hundreds. Mm-hmm. That's how I just I feel like Portland's gonna have to score a lot of points to win this game. Uh, if the game is close in the fourth quarter, I really don't trust uh, Portland's. Um, I don't trust their their offense in the in the fourth quarter. They had like so many opportunities the game where the Warriors going their run. We all know that run they're gonna go on, so it's okay. You just gotta try to be able to, to stand it. But right. the turnovers. The, the getting to the offense so late in the shot clock, the bad shots, Dame and CJ. But the thing about <laughs> it is I don't necessarily know if they're bad shots. They're really contested shots because you have Andre on Dame and then you have um, 
Clay on uh what's her name? So you have the two best defenders on the two best offensive players. Some of their shots is gonna be bad shots. It just is what it is. But if 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 Dame and CJ can get any type of open looks or any type of in the paint, I feel like because Andre and, and, and Clay are really good defenders. We know that. But you can you can get by them and have this and have the second hand of the second part of the Warriors defense have to step up. And then now you can start dishing the canter and you can start dishing. I feel like they need to get in the paint more and start relying on so many jump shots because you don't want to shoot yourself. Playing against the Warriors, you can look up and be down 20 because you done shot yourself out of the game. Right. You get what I'm saying? And that's what I thought they did yesterday when it was up 17. I'm like, see, I don't like these shot selections because they trying to take the knock. They trying to hit the knockout shot. There's no knockout shot with the Warriors. They're yeah, and every 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 bad every bad shot they took, the Warriors came down and scored. It was exactly. crazy. It was exactly. crazy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Wa- I'm, I was watching the game, and I, you know, y'all know now by now. Like I'm a I'm a Warriors hater. Like yes, we I both was, are. I was sitting down, standing up. Like what is, what are they doing? I was literally like yelling at the TV, like they could because hear it's me. frustrating because you know, as a fan, as we've been watching the Warriors for so long, and we've been watching a lot of teams play them. We know the trap that you fall into. You up 17, and you think one three is gonna knock them out. You, it's fine. I understand. You think, you think one two threes, four threes, this gonna be the knockout. But you, what you don't understand is when you taking them bad shots in their threes, then you come down, you look up. The Warriors didn't hit four threes. And then the, you was up 17. Now you up five. Yeah. In a matter of a two three minute span, because you taking bad shots. And now the Warriors are getting a rebound. Draymond's getting a rebound. Draymond's pushing the ball like I would like somebody on a Portland to do. Get the <laughs> rebound and go. Yeah. Because if you give the Warriors defense time to set up, it's curtains. It's curtains. You need to push the ball. As soon as you get the rebound, push the ball. Yeah. I but just, yeah, I have, I have Portland winning. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think the score is going to be one, 115 to 106. Mm, I probably got like 117 or 110. Okay. So that's our prediction for that Blazers and Warriors game tonight. Let's move on to the draft lottery lottery that happened. Knicks earlier, fans, Knicks earlier fans. Earlier in the week. Knicks Don't, fans. Knicks fans, come here. Come here. Get this hug. Come get this air hug. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I feel like the Knicks, all Knicks fans, you ever been little and you fell on your knee and you go to your mom and you run and they. They rub your back and your head. That's how I feel. All Knicks fans, come here. It's okay. Don't cry. Don't cry. I can't even <laughs> laugh for real. I'm a Cowboys fan, and since I've been alive, we ain't really win nothing. But yeah, let's talk about the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Knicks fans, see, that's what happens when you try to put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Because the draft lottery, like it is a lottery. It's not a guarantee. Exactly. And the Knicks thought they they so gracefully tanked. They thought they did it so sneaky. No, we all knew y'all was tanking. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody knew. So how you feel about, like, they had a new system this year where the, like, the teams with the worst records is not guaranteed that they, like, get the top picks. And that's what happened this year. How you feel about that? that? I agree with that because... You know, we had so many years of teams tanking because they knew that they would get the number one pick. Yeah. And then you got to think at that time, those number one picks. So let's go. We can go back. You got to remember those number one picks were uh, LeBron, the LeBron James's or the number two, like KD's. Those yeah. were type of players that could change your whole franchise. Right. OK, so I'm definitely going to tank for LeBron James. or I'm definitely going to tank for KD. I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to tank to get D-Wade. I'm definitely going to tank to get all these players, the ADs and all these young players. Yes, I'm going to tank for them because I know they could change a franchise. The college players that's coming out now, they need a little bit more time. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? So the Knicks, I think they were more so happy to, with the the um, the hoopla that yeah. Zion brings. Not saying he's not a good, great player. I'm not saying that. But I feel like Zion name alone in the New York media would have just skyrocketed everything. You get what yeah. I'm saying? And I don't necessarily know that his talent would have been a fit with the organization. Or it was just, let's just get him. You get what I'm saying? And it just it go from there. So so the Pelicans got the first pick. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to pick Zion. What you think they're going to do with AD now that they got the first pick? So if I'm in the front office... Of the of the um the Pelicans, 
Um, and I know for a fact, I know 100% that AD's leaving. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to see what my options are to trade Zion. Trade him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tra- trade him to who? The, wh- I who don't you know. The Knicks? I, you you got to think. So we're in a rebuilding. Because it's like, you you could keep Zion. I'm not saying don't keep Zion. But say if, if a team want to give you, like, I don't know. Like, they want to give you some really good player. Like, say this is just – I'm just throwing some names out. But they say they want to give you, like, a Bradley Bill or, or something like that. Or let's say they want to give you, like, two all-stars and a pick. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You're already trying to rebuild. Hey, it, I, I would probably just throw the, the throw the line up there. I'm not mm-hmm. saying necessarily trade them, but I would throw it out there just to see because you never know. You may get a whole starting five because somebody right. just loves what Zion can bring to their organization besides his talent, but just – he has a fan base from Duke. Those fans love him, and definitely, it's just gonna bring it's just gonna bring more more attention. The Pelicans uh, sold like two thousand, I think it said two thousand tickets once they once they found out like they got the first pick. So he mm-hmm. already he already like bringing in money for them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's just that big of a that big of a deal, honestly. Like, and it. He doesn't even have an agent yet. That's what surprises me. Yeah, he, he didn't sign no sneaker deal yet either, right? Nah. So I'm a Lakers fan. You guys know that. We got the fourth pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised, honestly, because you know what they they give like percentages or and what's your percentage or what's your chances of getting a top like four which pick? I was, was at like two percent, right? <laughs> yeah, which is crazy <laughs> that we got fourth pick. Like I don't know how we got the fourth pick. Like I don't know. The basketball guys was on y'all side. The bas- <laughs> on LeBron's side, they 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 oh, try to get him. They try to get him LeBron. some help by any means. I don't know. This draft is very interesting. I think I think, a, they, I treat, think, this, I think they trade in the pick anyway. Yeah, because I feel like after Zion, no knock on the other players that's in R.J. Barrett or um the other guard that's from I can't remember his school right now. No jo- knock jo- on none Brent. of them. Yeah, no, no knock on none of y'all. Uh, but I don't necessarily think any of these players are uh, change your organization worthy, like a LeBron James or a KD or anything like that. Not saying they won't get there, but this is just a different time. These guys is coming out at 18 and 19 years old. You know, Zion is what they say. What they listen to, 6'8"? Yeah, he probably like 185? Six, six, yeah. Over, like, he's huge, you know? Like, how would that transition? He, nah, he, he like 285. No, he like 285. Excuse me. <laughs> you know, like, I never seen nobody that big besides Shaquille O'Neal. But Shaquille O'Neal, that's different. He's seven foot. And that's just what it is. But um, he has some holes in this game. He's not the only player in this draft that do. I would just really like to see how he develops and yeah. um, what he works on, you know. I just, because his frame is so, I just like, what would his position be? That'd be, that's okay because it, a lot of these guys are positionless. They can play a lot of different positions. That's what the NBA lately, these guys come in, they really don't have no position. I'd rather you have a position so I really know what to focus on. But it's going to be very interesting. I think Zion's going to be a really, really good player. Is he going to be a superstar off the rip? I don't think necessarily that's going to be the case. But I think his work ethic alone will definitely put him in a position where he's going to be a decent player his rookie year and then you're going to see the development happen when it comes to each year yeah i agree um zion's definitely he's gonna it seems like he he loves the game he works on his game he mm-hmm. works to get better because even at duke i remember out of high school like he really wasn't a great like shooter he's still not a great shooter but he he's his shot has gotten better correct can, from his high school days that. when it was just all dunks yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that was my first concern when I've seen him in high school. I'm like, all he do is dunk. He's so athletic. But then when I when he went to Duke, I'm like, he has he has to have more in his game for Coach K to want to, you know, bring him to Duke, knowing that these guys are only staying one year, you know? Yeah. And kudos to these coaches that still, hey, it is what it is. They didn't adjust it to this like it's nothing, you know? These guys are only going to stay one year. I'm going to try to give you as much as, uh, information and advice I can, and I wish you the best of luck in the NBA. On to the next recruit. Right, 
Right. I, just kudos to all these players that's that's dreams are about to come true next month in the draft. Yes. Yes. Um, no matter where they go, they their life is about to change or is Correct. already changing. Honestly. Yeah, it's training. It's changing right now as we speak. If you're in the the uh, working out for teams and all that, you know, you just got to think back to where you was playing. First time picking up a basketball. Now your dream is coming true and you put all this work in and um, just be grateful. Just live in a moment. And um, I wish all the players best of luck. Because your yeah. time is here. The time is definitely here. Y'all about to be real playmakers in the world and in the NBA. But yeah. uh, let's let's move on to the WNBA where it was a big trade that went down. Um, I'm going to let you handle this one, Keita, because you, you know more about, about it than me. So talk about it. Yeah, so the WNBA, um, a lot of trades have been happening lately in the WNBA, but uh, the Las Vegas Aces um, just picked up Liz Cambage. If you guys don't know, Liz Cambage is probably, not probably, she's one of the best post players in the WNBA. She could hit the three. Her post moves, her footwork, she's really dynamic. She was overseas for a really, really long time. If you're a WNBA fan, um, you may have not seen her till recently. She signed with the Dallas Wings. Um, that's the team that she was with prior. Uh, they had a different name. I could, I cannot remember the name that the Dallas Wings had before, but they drafted her first before, but she stayed overseas for a couple years. And then she finally came back last year. Um, her and Skylar Diggins dynamic was amazing. I thought it was amazing. I thought both of them uh, were just killing it, you know, but uh, Liz wanted to uh, request a trade. Um, she handled it as professional as I've seen it. She didn't bash the Dallas Wings. She never bashed her teammates. Uh, she never made it about her. She just requested the trade and kept it under wraps. So when the trade happened and she went to the Las Vegas Aces, I was just shocked because the Las Vegas Aces just got the number two pick in the WBA draft, uh, a guard from uh, Notre Dame. And then they have another guard that went to Notre Dame. And then they have uh, Asia Wilson, who's the number one pick from South Carolina uh, the year before. So their roster alone, if a, a championship is is a must. Don't they have a point guard? Um, what team is Kelsey Plum on, I think is her name? That's the team she's on. It's her. Asia oh, that's Wilson. crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Crazy. Her, crazy. Asia Wilson, uh, Kelsey Plum. They was calling her Liz James Harden in co- when she was in college. The female version of James Harden. She nasty. Yes, they have all of them. Then they have the coach, Bill Embiid. I know you guys yeah. have heard that name. Bill Embiid was on the Bad Boy Pistons back in the day. And then he also... He's been a coach in the WNBA. Uh, this is like his third stop. He was with the Detroit uh, Shock. They mm-hmm. won two championships. Then he was with the New York Liberty. And now he's with the Las Vegas Aces. And I'll give them a two-year window because you have to mesh all these players together. But Bill Ambert, from he just he, – he, I don't know how he pulled this off. Like, Liz Cambage is the best post player in the WNBA, in my opinion. Right. She's just that dynamic. She, you have to double-team her. Every time she comes down the floor, she's just that good. Her her footwork is that good. She can score. She's a good passer. And now she has stretched her game to three. It's just going to be so awesome to see Asia Wilson and Liz Cambage. You got two. You got the one of the best post players, and you have a young player in Asia Wilson who's Stop. putting her foot in the door as as one of the best as one Stop. of the best. So it's like mm, it's disgusting. Sound like the WNBA version of Tim Duncan and David Robinson? Yes, because. Because you got to remember, Tim Duncan was the young, and then David Robinson was the, the veteran. That's how yep. it is. Liz Cambage has been in the league. She hasn't been in the WBA for a long time, but she's been a professional for a long time overseas. So right. she knows what it takes to be on the best on the best stage. So this is what she wanted, and she and she handled it very professional. We will never know why she wanted to leave the Dallas Wings, but we know she never bashed the organization. She never bashed her teammates. She never made it like oh the Liz Cambage show. It really was no drama. Until she finally had enough, like I'm in limbo. I want to be traded. Can y'all? Can we work something out? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she never pretty- made it. She never made it a. Uh, she ain't have a sit down interview with nobody. She just said, "I wanted to be traded. I want to. I want to take my talents elsewhere." And she handled it so professional. And I'm happy that uh, she's at a place where she wants to be. And then the Las Vegas Aces, they're going to be probably one of the best WBA teams in the WBA and the WBA, how it works is the best eight teams go to the playoffs. Um, it's no East or Western conference in the WBA. Um, so the Las Vegas Aces should be the number one seed in my opinion. They just have that much talent and they have mm-hmm. one of the best coaches in Bill and bear. So I feel like this move definitely, uh, shook the WBA up, but there's a lot of other teams that's really good. Like the Los Angeles sparks 
and you have the Atlanta Dream. They just got Andrew McCautry back. Um, mm. So this WMA season is probably going to be one of the best WMA seasons right now. The preseason is going on, so you see a lot of games. You see a lot of uh, players coming from their overseas obligations. So this is going to be probably one of the best WMA seasons because of the mix-ups of all the teams. You got the Minnesota Lynx. They're always known as a veteran team. They'll always be able to get to the finals, but now they have a younger core, and now you're able to see uh, the Lexi Browns and the um, Odyssey Sims. Now you two of the youngest guards in the league. Now their dynamic is just going to be awesome to see. So guys, like I say, I order, I say this all the time, and I'm, I'm gonna be a woman of my word. I'm gonna be going to some more WBA games this year. If it's in your area, please go to the WBA game. I'm telling you, you'll be very surprised at how hard these women play, and even NBA players. They say this: the WBA, they play hard, they play smart. So go out support. But this trade is definitely going to put the WNBA up there because now you're going to see talent at the best level all on right. one team. But so, yeah. so what's your early prediction for the Aces? They're going to win the chip, the chip this year or what? Um, They're still young. Mm-hmm. They're still a young core. So win a championship, no. Get to the finals, maybe. Um, You got to think when you stack a team like this, uh, you have to be wary that other teams are going to be they're going to be aiming for you, you know? Yeah. So it's still a young team. Um, my, my pick to win the whole thing, I probably would say the Sparks. I'm a Sparks fan. I like to pick up a, a Chine Ogumike. So now you got the Ogumike sisters. You got Candace Parker. You got Alicia Gray. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like uh, that is going to be a, a good team. And you got the Sparks won the championship in 2016. So they want to get that feeling back. They want to get back to there. So I feel like the Sparks have a chance. They're in the dream. Uh, you have teams that were last. They're going to make their way up. I think the Indiana Fever are going to be a lot better. So uh, this is definitely going to be a, a very, very good season, though. Yeah, so like Keita said, guys, go out and check out a game or watch it on TV when it's on. Just support the WNBA just like you do the NBA because um, that's what that's what we should do. Support Just support them because they work hard, just as hard as those NBA players. They they work out, and also most of them play overseas as well. So they, they're they're basically they have two jobs, and they work hard at what they do. So just go out support them, so they maybe one day the future generation don't have to play overseas in, in the WNBA, and they can just live out that dream in the WNBA in the states rather than having having to play overseas as well and um, risk getting hurt because we already saw that happen with Brianna Stewart. Correct. So like. Like we said, just go out and support if they're near you, wherever you're listening from or wherever you're from. Just go out and support at least one game this season, if not more. Um, but that was our WNBA talk. It sounded like the Las, uh, Las Vegas Aces will be a team to reckon with uh, in years to come. Um, and like Keita said, like we said, just go out and support them. Um, so, Moving on to some more serious, I guess, our culture portion of our episodes where we talk, try to uh, talk about current events and what goes in, on in the world. Um, and recently, Governor Kay Ivey in Alabama passed, uh, they banned abortions. Mm-hmm. And tw- in 25, I'm not going to... I don't want this to sound like race related or races or anything, but 25 white men Republicans voted on this bill to have it banned. What do you, what's your thoughts on that? Um, before I say anything, guys, this is just a really, really, really serious topic. And um, we, me and Reg just want to be very respectful. We're not um, coming at anybody's uh, choices or opinions on this matter, but we're just voicing how we feel. Um, with that being said, um, men shouldn't uh, have the right to uh, have an opinion on a woman's body because we don't have that opinion on them. You get what I'm saying? There's a lot of different uh, issues that come to play when you play around with something so serious as an abortion ban because there's a lot of things that can happen pertaining to um, molestation, incest, and stuff like that. And right. for, for for those 25 men to just delete that like that doesn't exist like that doesn't happen like it's just uh two consenting adults is the only way that a woman can get pregnant no there are really uh evil and sick humans out there that that prey on children so you don't really know what you have done 
when you have put this ban out there because now you have these sick people like, okay, I can, you know, at some point when, when, um, child molesters and stuff like that, they did that. And then they got the person like the kid or something pregnant. That was means to give them more time in prison and stuff like that. Now you're, you're really opening a can of worms that I don't necessarily think those 25 men thought about. Right. They have wives, they have mothers, they have daughters probably. And you never thought that if your daughter had came to you and sat down and said she was molested and she's pregnant and she doesn't want to keep it, but you have a band, you know, you don't really know what that does to the psyche of a woman to know that my, my body was taken from me. Now I have to produce a life. You don't really know, you know, that can open up a can of worms for something else. They can maybe, you don't know what people go through. They maybe go harm the child that comes out. You get what I'm saying, bro? Right. It's really... It's dangerous. It's really sad that this is the world that we're coming to, that serious issues like this are just swept under the rug, you know? Like, it's, yeah, and, it's nice and, that people are talking they, about it on social media, but it, this is serious. This is a serious problem. Yeah, I agree, I agree with you. Like, men shouldn't... They have no right to determine what females do with their body, honestly. And um, I don't know why... They even had all those like men. Okay, men did vote on it, but why were there no women at all? Like having some say in it. And the crazy part is the governor is a woman, and that's crazy that she passed it. Um, because like you said, men shouldn't have that 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 much weight or power to say, oh, you can't have an abortion. And then they also went on and said like, if a doctor performs it. They can get 99 years in prison. Like, it's crazy how... It it seems surreal. Yeah, the world we live in is... is Honestly, is it getting better or is is it just getting worse? It's it's scary out here. It's very scary. Not to cut you off, but it's just like, where where do our priorities lie? Because we have a lot of of issues that haven't been resolved. But the first thing you want to do is... uh, ban abortions but you haven't talked about anything about the laws pertaining to guns police brutality um a lot of things that that need to be talked about on on this stage but you want to ban abortions and you and you didn't give a specific reason just because you don't believe okay i understand that everybody has their own beliefs but if 11 year old child is molested by someone that's 50 or 40 or whatever age that's an adult you really want an 11 year old to go through birthing a child? They're a child. Like, I don't, did they really think? Like, is this just like, like, I, I'm, I'm just baffled. And I, and I looked online and I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm reading stuff and I'm just like, is this real? Like, bro, I really didn't know if it was real or not because I couldn't believe that out of all the things that we're going through in this world, you really want to be in abortions and, and you really think that this is something that people just do. Like, molestation and incest is something that happens in this world right forgot about that part and then then you ban abortions now like you said that brings on along a lot of different uh problems with that where they like you said they can harm the children they can harm themselves and then then they become depressed um they go crazy like it's they start hurting they may hurt others like that brings on so many other problems exactly Outside of just the biggest problem of banning abortion, like that brings on many different Correct. mental problems. Um, it's just it, it's so deep and and sad what those people in Alabama are about to go through and witness, and like that's just it's terrible what's going on there. Um, and like we said, guys, this is just our opinions on the Alabama ban of abortions. We don't want to offend anyone with what we're saying we just wanted to get bring this to our outlet to give you guys our opinion and what how we feel about it and it may be some people we have listeners all around you know so it may be some people that don't know about this that want to be aware you know and um uh to the people in alabama i i really hope that at some point maybe it could be a boycott i don't know you know uh, at some point maybe you guys can talk to the congress and, and wherever's going on and see and this ban can be lifted because this is just this is gonna this is gonna open a can of worms for a lot of different things because you're banning abortions and then now you don't know if the rate of suicides are gonna go up and you don't know what's gonna happen pertaining to 
now people are going to find alternative that's not safe. You get what I'm right. saying? So yeah. now you didn't open the gate that you don't really know if you can close because now you didn't you didn't ban this and now you really you're putting people at a really really disadvantage because <laughs> my 12 or 13 year old daughter came to me and told me she was molested and I found out that she's pregnant. I'm gonna do what I feel is in the best interest of my child. She's a child and somebody took her innocence, but you're telling me that I can't. So now I have to be as a mother, watch my child give birth to a child. You don't even know what that's going to do to the parent, let alone the child, and then the child. <laughs> you get exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah. So like we said, prayers up to the Alabama people in Alabama, but more importantly, the women in Alabama. Um, our prayers are up for you that things will change. Like hopefully they change. Something has to something has to change about that because yes. that's that's just not right. Like, no, not at all. Um. So let's move along to and like we we were talking about with the ban bring it brings uh mental depression or mental health problems and um this month in May it's mental health awareness month so we're going to mm-hmm. talk a little bit about the importance of mental health and uh how important it is to not only feed yourself with the right foods and uh things like that but feeding your mind with what you see and what you bring in your mind. And um, I'm going to start it off. Um, I think mental health is definitely important to know yourself first. And um, also with this world we live in, social media is a big deal. And um, I was reading online like that Instagram may actually, they're uh, testing like with the likes, you won't be able to see how many likes a person gets. Because mm-hmm. it shouldn't matter. If you like it, um, that's all that really matters. And mental health is it's taking a toll on people, especially with the social media uh, outlets on, oh, let me post this picture and see I'm in it. Some You may get five, ten likes or not as many likes as you like or mm-hmm. as you want. And then people are, like, depressed over that. And it's, it's, it's scary. Um, and recently, I know on, like on stories, you can post a question and a young girl posted like, should, do you guys think I should live anymore? And mm. it was yes or no. And a lot of people, the percentage were higher for um, no. And she ended up committing suicide. Like it's mm. scary. It's scary um, what, how much weight these social media outlets carry, on, especially on these younger kids who take it so serious. Um, What's your take on mental health and how important it is? Mental health um, is very important. Um, You have to really understand um, who you are and you have to really understand uh, what triggers you in a certain way. So um, I graduated high school in 2009 I found out that I was ineligible to play basketball in 2009 going into college, you know, so I knew I wasn't going to be able to play basketball. Right. Um, 2010 come along, I thought I got my grades up, still wasn't able to play basketball. So there's two years I wasn't able to play the sport I love. I went into a deep depression. And everybody that knows me know I'm a funny, I'm an outgoing person. I still was that. But when I got to my dorm room, I was just a real sad, I was just real sulky, I was just real... Um, disengaged from what was going on. I just didn't really understand why the cards were dealt in a way they were. And um, it just gave you a real feeling that, man, I have to shake this off. But it's not always that easy, you know? It's not always that easy. And the reason why I was able to shake it off is because I was able to talk to somebody and I was able to be honest. Like, I'm not myself. I don't feel like myself. I'm not happy. The thoughts that I have are not happy. And I'm I'm not in a good space. But I was able to talk to a counselor at my school about it because I didn't feel comfortable enough to tell my friends and my family because they know me. You get what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. they're not really, are they going to believe that I'm going through what I'm going through and I'm still smiling, I'm still laughing? So you really have to understand, like, if you feel off, you off. You get what I'm saying? If you feel like you're not yourself, you're not yourself. If you feel it, if you can feel it in yourself, talk to somebody, call somebody. They have many things online where you could put your, your zip code in and they have mental health places you can go sit down and talk to nobody talk to someone and there's no knock on you you know what I'm saying 
is is making yourself a better version of yourself, you know, and mental health is a very serious um, thing because it can really be dangerous if it's not treated. You get what I'm saying? Anxiety, depression, all this stuff can trigger things in you that you never knew that you even had thoughts about, you know? So if you ever feel the need to talk to someone and you can't talk to a family member or a friend, you know, there's always other outlets. You be on your phone 24-7 on Instagram. If you're not feeling good and you're not feeling like yourself, go online and see where is anywhere that you can talk to somebody. And most of the time, it's free. The first time you do it, most of the time it's free. And if you have insurance with your job, most of the time you can go through it like that. But you just have to really be mindful that mental health is very serious. And you just have to really take control of your life if you feel that you're out of it that you don't feel like yourself and you're having thoughts that you never had before, that's a real indication that you may be going down a path that's not really geared for you. And you want to just hone on to that and really talk to somebody about that, you know? Yeah, the, the biggest thing with that is just reaching out to someone and and letting those feelings out because if you bottle bottle them in too long, when, when that bubble bursts, it's not going to be a good sight with what whatever happens, like... Cause I thank you for sharing your story as well with the w- what went on in college. Um, I had a similar experience where after my freshman year of college, I was ineligible with grades, so mm-hmm. I couldn't play my sophomore year. Um, and like you said, not playing a sport that you love for that long is is, is it takes a toll on you mentally yep. mm-hmm. and and emotionally. Um, and I had to get my my grades right. I couldn't practice. I couldn't play with the team. And like you said, I'm not as outgoing as you are, but as we know, I, I like to joke around and just have a good time. And at during that year, it just wasn't the same because, or I wasn't the same because I wasn't doing it, what I loved at that moment. So like, like Keita said, and like we're saying, just if you feel like you're going down a path where you're very depressed or very anxious all the time just go to speak to somebody uh let those feelings out and just focus on yourself uh first because um you can't focus on anybody else but yourself and you just want you you just want to be the best version of yourself at the end of the day so we just wanted to give you guys a little insight on our thoughts about mental health being that it's mental health awareness month Mm -hmm. um and, and reach out just, to those friends. Reach out to those friends, guys. Yep. Like we yeah. said last week, reach out to those friends who you think yeah. is the go-to person. Exactly. And, be, and like, you know your friend. You get what I'm saying? So I use Reg as an example. I know, I'm, I've known Reg for so long. If I see something, you know, if you're a real friend to somebody, you'll be able to, I'm not saying call them out in a negative way, but you'll be able to, if you see a change in their personality, these are some warning signs that you may be able to see in your friends, guys. Um, if you see a change in personality, um, if your friend is normally outgoing and they're more closed off and more uh, secretive about things or something like that, that maybe we want to talk to them about that. If they have anxiety or anger, uh, moodiness that's not normal to what they how they act, that can be another sign that they may be going through something they don't want to say. Um, if they're normally a social person and they're normally an outgoing person, if they were drawn from that and they're more isolated now, you may want to talk to them. Hey, what's going on? Talk to me. You can talk to me. Um, if you like, I have a lot of friends that's girly, you know. So if right. I see one of my friends like they're not taking care of themselves and stuff like that, and they're not their hair and stuff is like, what's going on? Like, what's up? Like, you're not taking care, no self care. You're doing risky things that you normally don't do, drinking and driving, texting, driving, anything that is dangerous that you know your friend normally doesn't do. Um, you may want to talk to them, and or if their if their conversation to you is like they feel hopeless or they feel overwhelmed, you may want to talk to them and you may want to go with them to the mental health places to, you know, it's nice to have somebody with you. But those are just some signs that you may see in your friends, your family, if you're really around them, or even if you just know your friend's character, just be on the lookout for some of those guys so you can know and um, be there for your family and your friends. Because life is short and we're all going through things. We just want to be mindful that you are, um, pushing your friends into the right direction of their life and you know what they want to do and you are on their side all the time yeah and also just also more importantly don't don't call them out in front of a bunch of people pull them to the side yeah pull them to the side and talk privately because if you do like call them out in front of a bunch of people 
that's gonna that's just gonna create more problems not only for you, you guys friendship but for that person so just pull them to the side and have that private conversation with them to see what's going on in their life how can you help and how can they help themselves as well so that's our that's just our opinions on uh mental health we we just pray for everybody just to just to know yourself and be the best version of yourself but also taking care of yourself as well um we don't want to keep you guys too much longer we're wrapping up this episode and we have our playmaker of the week we have chosen mark smith and my bad mark smith and james from the made different lifestyle they have they have a clothing line sure Um, do they sell shirts. It's it's about to be summertime. It's about to get nice out, so they're they're about to have some shirts uh, drop. Um, if you want to follow them on Instagram, their page is made different underscore the lifestyle. So if you want to learn more about them and what they got going on and some events they may be having, or just want to reach out to them and see if you can get some uh some gear, just just you know. Hit them up in the DM, message them, and get that gear because they scored the lifestyle. And if you want to follow their personal page, uh, Mark's page is simply dot two, and James' page is your fave alpha. So once again, thank you guys for doing so much in the community, which what you're doing with the Made Different brand. Um, and you guys are the playmaker of the week. And we thank you for do- what you do in the community, community, like we said. But last but not least, we got our get right segment where we, yeah. we try to help somebody or get through a, get through their day, their week, their month, or whatever they're mm-hmm. going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Kita, you want to go first or you want me to go yeah, first? Yeah, I'm going to start it off, guys. All right. I'm, 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 it's simple. I had something real simple today. Travel. Um, plan you a vacation. It could be a vacation. It could be a solo trip. It could be a, a girl's trip, a guy's trip. Um, I'm on vacation right now, and I was on the beach, and it just really, like, just gave me a clear head to just know what I'm what I'm working for and what I'm focused on. And um, you just get that time to relax. You don't have to worry about going to work. You don't really have to worry about being on your phone. Um, it don't even have to be lavish, guys. You know, just go somewhere where you can just relax and unwind and disconnect. Um, like me and Mitch mentioned, mentioned about mental health and all that, guys. Sometimes you just have to disconnect from your phone and just be in a moment and live your life. Like I've been on vacation. I, be, I forgot to take pictures. So I really just be living in the moment. Um, but book you a trip, even if it's just a little getaway, an hour or two away from your house or a hotel with a pool. And you just sit down and relax. So you can just really, I'm telling you, this vacation has really motivated me to uh, pinpoint audibles that I set for myself in January and see how close I am to reaching them. But I didn't have that time to do it when I was home because I'm commuting back and forth to work or I'm doing this, I'm doing that, but I'm on vacation. I'm able to pinpoint, okay, in January I said I want to do X, Y, and Z. How close am I to doing that? Oh, okay, I'm going to hold myself accountable. I'm not as close as I want to be, but I, what do I, how do I put myself in that position? So I would say just give yourself time to disconnect. If you can't travel, you don't have the means to travel, Give you, disconnect, turn your phone off, be in your room or wherever and just relax and just sit in that and just understand like, okay, what do I need to do? What do I want to do? I want to do X, Y, and Z with my life. Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that because this life just goes so fast and you get consumed with everything, you know? So travel, book you a trip. Mm-hmm, I like that. Like you know, that. you get what I'm saying? Just or get a hotel with a pool and just relax and just unwind I'm telling you, this trip has pushed me in the direction where I know that I, I was slack, but now I know what I need to do to put myself in, a, in, a, in the right position. So I would just say travel, guys. Put yourself in the best position to just unwind and just understand where you where you at in your life and where you want to ultimately be. I like that, Keita. I like that, traveling. Um, I'm actually, me and Leah are looking into some things to get out and get away for a, a, a quick couple days just to just to clear our minds and just yep. have a good time. And and I like that travel. But for me, um, I guess mine will be a little deeper, but I ain't going to get too deep. But uh, mine is just stop getting distracted by things that have nothing to do with your goals. Mm. <laughs> so, 
So just stop doing things that, you know, like we have this podcast. Don't work on like, we're not musicians. So why don't work on music? Like we have to work on <laughs> Like I, I feel like it's simple. You, we, we like to talk. So we, we're going to do our research on what we're ta- talking about. Correct. That aligns with our goals. Um, mm, I see what you're saying. That's l- lately, like, don't relationships are fine. Networking is cool, but don't don't go to an event where, like, it has nothing to do with podcasting or talking or mm-hmm. getting motivation. Like, don't go cut down on going out to the clubs and the bars if it's not a business meeting. Um, go to more lunches and brunches and networking events and mm-hmm. things of that nature to get your foot in the door and get a seat at the table. And also, before you sit at the table, make sure you bring in value, uh, things of value to that table. Don't come to the table with nothing to uh, to bring. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, just when you get that foot in the door and you get that seat at the table, make sure you have something of value to bring to that table. Don't go to that table with nothing to bring, nothing to speak about, nothing to brag about. Um, just I like that. Just just align yourself with people, things that align with your goals. Um, like the universe is going to align you with the people, it's the places you need to be. Like that's how the world works. I feel like, and we just have to just put ourselves in in the best situations to accomplish our goals. I know you have goals, I have goals, and every day we're by just by doing this podcast every week we're we're posi- positioning ourselves to get where we want to be ultimately ultimately correct um that's that's a really 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 good point I honestly um Rich, you've been knocking them out the park um you probably want to step curry free throw streak with your with your ooh, i appreciate you, that yeah, yeah yeah you have been hitting on the head that's that's crazy that you say that because that's so that's so true because I'm, I'm 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 on a sports podcast i'm on a current event type of podcast I really don't need to be watching interviews about BS. You get what I'm saying? My right. time is yeah. consumed with things that I can uh, better myself with pertaining to the podcast or better myself pertaining to anything else that I have my hands into. So that's definitely um, something that I think a lot of people need to hear and they'll need to realize if you are an entrepreneur, why are you going to events that have nothing to do with entrepreneurship? Or if you're a lawyer, you get what I'm saying? So yeah. don't waste your time and it's not going to be a benefit to you. You get what I'm saying? And and put yourself out there. Right. We we just got to stay focused and get focused on what is important to us and just cut out those secondary activities that have nothing to do and that don't align with our goals. Um, that's just my little get right for the people, you know. Um, but we want to thank you guys for tuning in. We, we Keto, we got another hour in. We got another hour, and guys, I just want to thank you guys for being patient. I am on vacation, but the seriousness of this podcast, um, I had to figure out a way to do an episode, and, and me and Reg, we figured it out. So um, we, we are thankful that you guys continue to listen every week, and we're thankful for all the feedback that we get, and we're thankful for people continue to listen and continue to like our stuff on social media, and um, the marathon continues, and we are just so thankful and so blessed that you guys take the time out of your day to listen to us. You know, you can listen to a lot of different podcasts, but you guys choose to listen to us because you, you appreciate our story and appreciate our genuineness. And we just can't say thank you enough. So from me and Reg, we just want to say thank you and continue to be a part of the family and continue to be playmakers in whatever you do. Yeah, and a couple of updates before we sign off. Uh, we do have some things cooking up. We, we have some interviews with being lined up, which is pretty dope to me that people want to, hear our stories and hear why we do what we do. And um, I know Keita, I know you, you're happy about it. I'm, I'm happy about it as well, that people think us and realizing what we do and for the community and also just bringing another, uh, I guess, outlet for people to speak on whatever they do, whether they're, like you said, entrepreneur, or athlete, or they have a clothing brand. Um, we just, we're lining, like I said, we're lining ourselves up for success. And um, 
we're, we have some big things cooking up. Kita, I didn't tell you this, but you about to hear it right now. Um, website is being created as we wow. speak. Um, and those shirts are about to, like, the design is in. I've just got to check it out. I haven't checked it out yet. So those are becoming soon. So ladies and gentlemen, the gear is gearing up, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's awesome. So guys, you guys would be able to be playmakers um, all the time. You'd be able to wear the gear and um, we're going to figure out a different way. We know a lot of people have gear and merch, but we're definitely going to figure out a way that um, with our merch that we'll be able to do something in the community with our proceeds. We'll, me and Ray just sit down and we'll figure that out. But um, be on the lookout for the merch and the website and be on the lookout for us on your screen, guys. We're going to be doing interviews and guys, like me and Reg always say every show, if you're an entrepreneur, a business person, anything like that in the Trent, New Jersey, Philadelphia area, please send us a direct message. We will definitely like to go on your page, read about your story, and we will definitely put you on our platform, especially if it's positive and it's basic for the community. We would love to show support. But like Red said, we don't want to hold you up too much longer. So we want to say thank you for listening to this episode today. And I'm Nikita Monroe Thomas. I'm Reggie Coleman. Peace, this guys. This is the Playmaker Podcast. Yeah. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.